Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a W because it's packed with a half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make that game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And John Ramos is here as well. Welcome, everyone. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. All right. Jonas Duke is out of the NCAA tournament. John Ramos will be participating in (laughs) NCAA tournament brackets. That's the news that we have today on the one-year anniversary of really when the the entire sports world was shook by COVID-19. Well, Dan, I actually have some news myself that I wanted to. I did not tell you about this before the air because I felt like this was better served on the air. Save it. Um, 
you and I go back a long time here at Fox Sports Radio, correct? We've done yes. a, a lot of shows together and spent a lot of time behind the scenes and, you know, uh, in between breaks or whatever. So I felt like it was only appropriate that I share this with you, somebody who I've, you know, had really personal conversations with, and I wanted to do it here at the start of the show. So I do have an announcement to make. Um, Dan, happy 311 day. Dan, yeah. happy 311 day. I mean, it is here, Dan. Your band, oh. your song. I mean, Dan, this is could, – could you pick a better day for you and I to be working together than 311 day, Dan? Your oh favorite band goodness. on the planet. How about that, Dan Byer? <laughs> Listen, I don't like to make fun of people's music tastes, okay? But I blame this all on my college roommate, Don, who is in love with 311. So – it, it, it's not we, on the phone. We we despised 311, and he would rock his winter cap with the 311 on it. And I I don't want to rain on anyone's music parade. Not my thing. Not at all. Sorry, Peanut. Sorry. It's not. It's just not my thing. Oh my goodness. Is not on the futon. Uh, oh. Dan, can you do your impression of this song? Uh, what's your best impression of this? If you were to do karaoke. I'm a eagle become. I like a dot. The one of my Oh my goodness. It's so good. Oh jeez. How many times oh. I had to unwillingly listen to that song? Uh, just... Thanks to my college roommate. You and, and and it's actually one of the things I think that's bonded us is is our disdain. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's so bad. There's oh, a guy man. that we used to work with that would like put on Facebook like, hey, it's three eleven day and uh, I stopped talking to him. It's, it's, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Who is that, Ryan Music? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez. Hey, everybody's got their taste. My wife even kind of likes their music. And, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, it is It is March 11th. It is March 11th. The big news of the day. I actually thought about that about a day or so ago, and I completely forgot about it. So I was so wondering glad. where this was where this was, was going. Oh, man. Do they have other hits? That, I, I mean, I have no idea. Like that—that—that's—that's that's, that's all I got. I just know that the beginning of that song bothers you because the bit, 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 or whatever they're saying. Uh, yeah. It's like they're reading off a menu backwards. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and I just knew that that was the uh, on the anniversary. Some people want to, you know, we can talk about the anniversary of when everything shut down. Uh, we could uh, we could talk about 311 Day, or we could talk about how uh, people are going to use Duke not being in the NCAA tournament as an excuse not to watch. I mean, whichever one <laughs> wasn't that Duke wasn't that Duke's record in the ACC three and eleven? Yeah, three and eleven. Oh man, yeah. Oh, here's another one. Uh, I think it is. I think it's another one. Yeah, uh, it is. It's just so bad. <laughs> Again, there's a lot of music that I that I like that people can't stand. So I, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, you know. Because I, anyway, all right. Yeah. So Duke is out of the NCAA, NCAA <laughs> tournament. By the way, not like they needed a magical run to kind of get there anyway. They, they were still kind of on the outside looking in. And this after a player test positive, they have to drop out of the ACC tournament, so they're not playing in the quarterfinals tonight against Florida State. And to, and to me, Jonas, this is it's it's first of all been pretty surprising that we haven't had any of the big conferences. And granted, a lot of the big conference tournaments are now really getting into full swing.
playing. I mean, Big Ten started yesterday. ACC ended up starting on Tuesday with Duke being one of those teams. But to have a situation like this where a player tested positive, I don't think it's necessarily out of the norm. But the point that it all brings up is what's the point of these conference tournaments anyway? And as I'm looking at my TV screen, I'm looking at Baylor right now with a slight one-point edge over Kansas State in the Big 12 tournament. And I'm saying to myself, win or lose, Baylor's going to be a number one seed. Baylor's yeah. gonna, they're going to be a top seed, a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. But if someone from Kansas State tests positive for COVID-19 in this game, you could put Baylor's status for the NCAA tournament in jeopardy and this isn't a this isn't uh i'm sitting out to improve my draft stock sort of thing this isn't uh we don't want to hurt our seating by playing in the tournament like this is a real real threat that you would not have any control over i am surprised that a school like baylor i i I mean, if I'm if I'm Scott Drew and they win, you know what? Maybe I just dust my hands off and say, you know what? You know, we're out of this because the, the, the top teams of these conference tournaments are the ones that are really, really at risk with a possible positive test coming down because they may not even be able to enter the NCAA tournament bubble if they end up not clearing protocols they're the ones in danger in all of this see the problem is how do you go about if you already know that you're going to be in what do you do do you throw the game do you just do you do you forfeit the game um i just these teams are kind of in a tough spot to where if they go out there and they're just half-assing it because you know they don't really care about it and they want to make sure nobody gets you know covid or it jeopardizes anybody well then that's a bad look for them and a bad look for college basketball this is just one of those things to where i feel like college basketball's just got to run into the proverbial burning building and 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 just try and, and and get through this thing as clean as they can. And there's probably going to be some teams that are affected by it. They lose Duke, uh, who, who's going to miss the tournament now, and that's a big loss, obviously, because of the name brand and all this. But I just don't I don't know what options, realistic options they have. That's going to be a good look on the sport, especially when you consider this. This is the most exposure college basketball has gotten when it comes to interest from a national level. The entire season. I mean, with the NFL and all the storylines and the trades and the playoffs and this and all of that stuff, you you find this little niche, this little groove in which you know the NBA is on their All Star break. They're starting back up. They started last night and then through the weekend. But this is really the first time you're getting a look at all these teams, and so this is good exposure. I don't know that college basketball should just shut it down, or some of these teams should shut it down with the eyeballs they've got now and with the tournament right around the corner. I just this, I, I don't know how they can do it. I know that there are, there are TV obligations and things that these conferences have to do, Jonas, but really what the conference well, – this is what the conferences should have done because this isn't something that came out of nowhere. This was always the threat. And as we started the show uh, after the 311 stuff, the, the, <laughs> the thought that you could play all of these conference tournaments and not have any school be affected by it is just crazy. Just it, it, to, to think to think that that you would be able to go through unscathed and have no positive tests is just it's it's nuts to think about. And that tells me of what what conferences should have done. Take this Louisville team. Think about if Louisville actually beat Duke yesterday. 
So they're trying to improve their resume. Uh, looking at a lot of bracketology, they're near the bubble. They're, they're in, but it's not necessarily like they are, they are firmly in. Now if you're the selection committee and you're sitting there trying to decide on what do you do with Louisville, do you take into their account, even though the school says they should be able to, to pass all of their protocols, it's not just specific to Louisville. What about if you know Louisville ends up winning the game yesterday and then they can't play today because of no fault of their own? Like at least with the Duke cancellation, it was on their end. Like we can't play, we can't do this. Louisville just was possibly exposed and would have been knocked out of the ACC tournament and then potentially knocked out of the of the NCAA tournament. What should have been done is if if you really wanted to have a conference tournament of some sort. Just say, you know what, we're going to take our top teams, Virginia out of the ACC, take these, take Baylor out of the Big 12. Just don't have them play. Have them secure their spot. They're going to the NCAA tournament. Have these other schools that end up playing in a smaller tournament where you have less players exposed, less teams at these locations, and you're still playing enough games to determine if you can strengthen your case for an NCAA tournament. It's just to me is it doesn't make sense for a Baylor or a Michigan team that's going to be a number one seed tomorrow to put themselves at risk of being knocked out of the NCAA tournament because they can't clear the protocols that existed, you know, that, that were set up two months ago that we all we all knew about entering this week. That's the crazy. I think that the Big Ten and the other conferences should have protected their top teams. So, in essence, I, so basically, as opposed to an entire selection show, going into this week, already have – the teams that are going to get in already have those teams set aside a COVID. It's a different year. It's a, you know, a Baylor, all these teams are in, we've got, I don't know, 31 spots remaining. And the rest of these teams are going to be playing for these 31 spots. And then we'll determine who gets in and who gets out from there. Almost like you do a, a a who's already in. And then you have your selection Sunday to discern, to determine uh, where the, where everybody falls into, into which, which bracket, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You could, you could, you could have taken, you could have, if, if you wanted to just be safe and, and, and take your top teams and I know maybe some of the other teams maybe wouldn't like it, but it's not like you're purposely exposing them. What you're just doing is trying to, you know, make a situation where you play yeah. some games, have teams that still need to make a statement, maybe try to play in a relatively safe environment. But this way, then those other teams aren't being severely penalized. Sorry, it's a different. It's different if you're a top four team. Fine and, with that. You know, it's different if you know. We look back at last year. And we say, you know, what about Dayton? What about San Diego State and the great years that they had, and what could have been? What's worse, everybody being kicked out? you know, last year or a team to no fault of their own being kicked out. Like take, take Gonzaga and Mark few, we're going to hear from Mark few here in just a, a second, their conference tournament is over, but if they were still playing, they're undefeated. And if there was some situation with BYU, could you imagine all of a sudden now the Bulldogs perfect season is at, is in jeopardy. This is Mark few earlier today on the Dan Patrick show. I did hear, I just heard that. And it's gosh, that's what we all fear. You know, the tough thing is, and this is the frustrating thing, Dan is, you know, we're all doing all our protocols and sitting away from each other and spacing and meetings and literally everything we've been doing it all year. And it's tough, especially when one player tests positive that the whole group goes out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the particulars in that. And it's handled differently in every county um, and, and in tournaments and such. But, uh, yeah, that I mean, that's that's our worst nightmare this year. I mean, that's, you, you lay in bed just – you know, waiting to get the text from the trainer that everybody's okay, uh, you know, passing their tests. 
I didn't know that you interviewed him. He said, you know, he said <laughs> was, Dan. Yeah, I, that I was mean, actually a you, phone call I had with Mark Few earlier today I mean, that geez, I secretly you recorded. You couldn't, like, patch me in, like, do a three-way call or something? <laughs> like, you had to take all the glory there? Unbelievable. Oh, man. But, you know, he laid it out perfectly. I mean, just of uh, to no fault of their own, they could be put in jeopardy. And that the most, the, 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 the most nervous time of March – isn't where you're going to be seated or what the committee is going to think. It's what are the results from the team trainer? Yeah. The conferences should have done a better job protecting their, their top schools because you're pretty naive and thinking that they were going to get through this unscathed. You, you know, it's, here's the other part of this too. So if you were to just say, all right, the teams that are already into the tournament, they don't have to play in the conference championship. We're saving them so that they don't get exposure to COVID. People are going to take, especially in today's emotional society, they're going to take that and go, oh, so, so you want to expose the other teams that weren't as good as them this season? And it's like, no, we're not telling them to walk around and lick doorknobs before they can get into the building. We're just saying these teams are already in, and every league has told you, look, if you qualify for a playoff spot, if you're already in, you can do whatever the hell you want with your starters. Like the NFL does it in week 17. Yeah. Like you could do whatever the hell you want. So college basketball should have taken the decision away from these coaches and these and these players and just said, look, you're already in. It's safer for everybody involved that we get you away from this and the teams that are going to be battling it out, they'll still be tested. We'll still go through the same protocols. Then we determine who gets in. I would be okay with that. Unfortunately, college basketball and the NCAA didn't think that far ahead because I think they were just scrambling to try and get any sort of a season together. And now they're where they're at, and, and it ends up biting them in the ass when it comes to Duke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's not even, Jonas, in, 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 to everything you said, I agree with. And it's not even just to the point of it's, it's not even about health. It's just about how do we protect the field and these schools yes. from winning a national championship. And, and realistically, that's why they're playing right now. I mean, I mean, and so this random instance, which could have been a possibility, came up and bit Duke. What would happen if it came up and bit one of the top teams in the country? That's why those conferences in the NCAA are playing with fire. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. John Ramos here as well. We put him to the test at the bottom of the hour, and then you know what happens in 90 minutes or so. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS-TO-SWITCH, and you can save an average of $470 on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings. Survey data July to December 2020. We are farmers. Amazing on how these stories just continue to pop up, Jonas, when it comes to Russell Wilson. Because in the last 24 hours, there's been no trade. There's been no word from Seattle. There's been nothing from Russell Wilson. But we've heard various different things coming about the situation in the Pacific Northwest. Tony Pauline on the Pro Football Network said that the Seahawks are interested in moving him. While on ESPN, Diana Rossini said today a potential trade for Wilson is picking up steam with the quote being good chance it could happen if a team is desperate enough 
to make the trade. That is the latest on Russell Wilson. And now you're hearing what seems to be, Jonas, a little bit of momentum that a Russell Wilson trade could get done in this offseason. Oh, I hope so. I got money on it uh, that he's going to get Ooh. dealt. Yeah, I got an in-show bet with uh, Brady Wait. Quinn. He, he thinks uh, he thinks uh, Deshaun Watson's going to get traded first. I say Russell Wilson. So I've got a vested interest in, in this deal. Okay. So is it is it this season only? Is that where it is? Yes. Is- it's this. It's this off season because doesn't it feel like. Like the Deshaun Watson stuff, and we can get into to more of that because now there's some comments from David Coley as head coach. So we'll talk about you know that stuff later on. But it just it feels like Seattle is more willing to move on from their quarterback than Houston is, and that's crazy to think about. But it just feels like Seattle is either fed up or Seattle is either frustrated with the comments and the conversation. And you and I have talked about this before. And it just feels like they're also at the point to where they're like, you know what? We're tired of this crap. And, 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 and if they've reached that point, the likelihood of a deal, I think, increases more and more, especially if you get a team desperate enough to offer them enough for them to go, you know what? Let's go ahead and move on. I, I don't think that John Schneider and Pete Carroll are afraid to do any deal. We've seen them make a lot yeah. of deals. What I also think is that John Schneider and Pete Carroll aren't going to be told on what they should do and how they should run their football squad. I don't think that that's going to happen either. I just don't know if you're John Schneider and Pete Carroll, if it makes the most sense to do the trade this offseason. And it's it's you know it's something when I jumped on your your overnight show a little over a week ago, Jonas on on Friday into Saturday mornings, we were talking about this because there was news that day about Russell Wilson. The the Seahawks are in such a tough spot because of the Jamal Adams trade, and they don't have a first round pick in this year's draft. They don't have a third round pick in this year's draft. So in the first two days, right now they have one draft selection. In the, in, in the draft. In 2022, they don't have a first-round pick because it goes to the Jets. So Seattle is already handicapped in their draft position. And if you trade Russell Wilson right now, I don't know that you can get enough draft capital to make up for the deficiencies that you already have. I mean, you would be giving the Jets likely a top 10 pick if you don't have Russell Russell Wilson and maybe even higher this next season. And that's the thing. That's why I don't think Seattle does it now is because it would be one thing if they didn't have a first round pick this year, but they don't have one in 2022 either. And now to be able to, it's not like they could take their bad season and reap some of the benefits by getting a high pick from it because they'd just be shipping that pick off to the Jets, which doesn't make any of the Bears talks much sense to me, considering that pick is at 20 now. The Bears likely would be better next season, so it's not like you're getting a high pick. It just, to me, the numbers just don't add up for Seattle making a move because of how it would so much hurt that football team. I, I think, and, and no, I, I would agree with you. Look, if you're asking me, do I think he's going to get traded? If I had to put money on it, I would say, no, he's not going to get traded. But of the two, I think he's the more likely of the two to get traded. And also because I do think Pete Carroll and John Snyder have built up enough equity within the organization and within that fan base that they could survive trading him. Like if you're a brand new coach who hasn't done anything and you're going to be known as the guy who traded away your franchise quarterback and the best quarterback in the history of your franchise, then good luck having to live with that for the rest of your life to where Pete Carroll, similar to Bill Belichick in new England to where, I mean, Belichick can walk away from Tom Brady. He can trade away guys like Chandler Jones, who's probably going to be a hall of famer or walk away from a quarterback 
quarterback in his prime like a Jimmy Garoppolo because he's got so much already built in within that organization and within that culture. It, it, it to me, if you were to ask, all right, if it's up to the Seahawks and John Snyder, you got to keep Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll. I think they keep Pete Carroll. I swear. And maybe that's not the well, right answer, but I think that they would. Yeah, and, and I think that Pete Carroll has the decision on if he's going to fire Pete Carroll. Yeah. And Pete Carroll just got a just got a contract extension in November through 2025. John Schneider, who some people thought could have could have gone to uh, different places throughout the NFL, ended up signing a contract extension with the Seahawks through 2027. So those guys are locked in. And much like it was with the Saints when Tom Benson died with Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, they were they were so close to Tom Benson's widow that they were kind of the ones who were running the organization. Paul Allen ends up passing away a few years ago, and so his sister ends up taking over control of the Seahawks. Pete Carroll and John Schneider have been there longer than she has. Yeah. So that so that when you talk about power within an organization, there may not be two guys with more power of any of the thirty-two teams in the spots that they are than Pete Carroll and John Schneider. When I, I, I mean realistically, like they, Pete Carroll would have to fire himself for them to have to make a move. I I, I agree, and I I just think. It, it feels like they're just at their end almost that, that they're they're tired of and look we've we've seen some reports that have come out that Russell Wilson's become a little bit of a diva that you know that 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 some of you know the conversation oh. I, there, there was a there was a story that came out um, or, or one of the stories that came out a week ago I think it was over the past several days in which they talked about how Russell Wilson uh, views himself as a top five quarterback all time uh, but he's in an offense to where it doesn't allow him to show showcase how good he can be so it, I mean it feels like he's looking at it as I've got my Super Bowl uh, now I want to go get my stats and he wants to go play for somebody that's willing to do this and I know you talk to Adam Kaplan just like I talked to Adam Kaplan Adam Kaplan has been saying this for a long time Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider he's been saying this for months now ultimately their philosophies are completely different Pete believes in one thing. Russell believes in another. You saw that during the season. It's what led to this frustration to where they let Russ cook early in the year. Pete Carroll didn't like some of the turnovers that were taking place, so he decided, all right, let's dumb down the offense a little bit. The defense got better because of it, but the offense and Russell Wilson struggled. I, I, I just I don't know how this works moving forward. And then you got Russell Wilson, who reportedly has claimed that he's frustrated because Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll's sons, uh, you know, don't have anybody to answer to, uh, and they don't answer to anybody there within the organization. It's like, dude, when you start bringing in family stuff, I, I, I mean, that yeah. just takes on another turn. Like, did you ever hear Brady? Did Tom Brady one time for his quote unquote baddest things got? Did you ever hear a report that Tom Brady didn't like how much power Belichick's sons had with the organization? I never no. heard that once, and and I we've seen all the 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 Seth Wickersham uh, manifestos on on the Patriots and what was I never heard that well, once. Now that we're bringing family in, I just I wonder if it's too too far down the road to turn back. Yeah, and and the thing about this, this is the Russell Wilson is in his second big contract that the Seahawks have given him. That was a point made by uh, Michael Robinson earlier today on the NFL Network, who was in the locker room with Russell Wilson in Seattle, and so you have a former player speaking out, being like. 
don't try to have the narrative that the Seahawks aren't taking care of you when not only have they chosen you over the Legion of Boom and anything you would do on defense, they've not only given you one big contract, Bingo. they've actually given you two and have given you a lot of money to do so. And the point about Brady is one that this past weekend I even brought up with our show with George Reister of saying how many other quarterbacks around the NFL are taking pay cuts to help their team. And, and Brady's the only one that ends up doing that sort of thing. So when Russell Wilson is trying to sit there and saying he's not getting all of this stuff from Seattle that is making him the type of quarterback he is, I think there's plenty there. And I'll add on to this. Russell Wilson's, you know, Walter Payton, man of the year, who's done an awesome job with uh, the children's hospitals in Seattle and has done it throughout the years, has been amazing. But there's also been this aspect of what has happened in his football world through his offensive line under the bus and comments that he made this offseason. Yep. Basically, Jonas threatened Derek Carr's job in Las Vegas by making the Raiders one of the four teams that he would go to. Yep. How do you think Dak Prescott felt when he's trying to negotiate his contract and Russell Wilson now says, hey, well, one of the four teams I'd go to is Dallas. So now I he's agree. screwing up Dak Prescott's negotiation. So this, this good guy Russell Wilson sort of deal – not necessarily the case. He's bringing a lot of people into it that don't necessarily have to be into it for his own gain. I agree, it, man. It's bad. There's been a lot of quarterbacks who've been called me guys. They're just selfish. Cam Newton got labeled a me guy all the time. Let me tell you something, man. I just listened to Cam Newton on a podcast or in an interview with Brandon Marshall in the show that they were doing, and he was defending Nikhil Harry, like defending him, defending his teammates, sticking up for his teammates. I haven't heard Cam Newton throw anybody under the bus. I haven't heard. And that's a guy who played for, a, like, a, what, a million dollars last year? That was before taxes. I think after taxes and agent fees, he played for, like, 28 bucks last season, Cam Newton. I never, I've never heard him throw anybody under the bus, but he... He was labeled as sort of a diva quarterback, only carried about himself, blah, blah. I just – look, I, I've, I've thought about this, and I just wonder – if there's a text chain involving Richard Sherman and guys from the Legion of Boom and guys that were on that team a few years ago, and if they're texting back and forth with each other over the past couple of weeks saying, tried to tell you about this guy. We tried to tell you about Russell Wilson. We tried to tell you it's not as it appears. We've, we tried to tell you nobody would listen to us. And if they're sitting back laughing going, that's the guy that they chose. And what do they get? since they chose him, what do they got to show for Super Bowls? I just want to know. What do they got? Nothing. So. <laughs> So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think it was so much easier when Dave Craig was in Seattle, Dan. Yes, it? you got that right. I mean. You got God. that right. I, what do we got to do to get Dave Craig back? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> oh, man, throwing it to Largent and Brian Blades and ripping up the AFC West like they did. Oh, those were the glory <laughs> days. Those were the absolute glory days. I, I just, you know, in, in the end, I just – I. If, if the Bears are the team, because now the Cowboys aren't in it, Saints, like, by the way, we still don't know what's happening with Drew Brees. You know, the new league year starts oh. Wednesday. Maybe we need, yeah, maybe we got to figure that out. But they're cutting everybody left and right. So their salary situation's a mess. So there's really only the Bears that are out there for the, you know, the four teams, unless the Raiders do want to get into the mix. But that offer, when you hear if a team is desperate, uh, super desperate would have to be the case. You can't, oh, the Seahawks can't get, the four first rounders, I believe that that would actually be enough for how much they have to make up because of what they did in the Jamal Adams trade. It would actually have to be it would have to be more. So when I hear this two first rounders in Khalil Mack, that doesn't even bring the Seahawks to to <laughs> no, no. It, it, not for not for Russell Wilson. You know what? Let him play another year. His we saw Dak Prescott's 
you know, leg was pointing at two o'clock, and he got a you know a, a record setting contract this week. And the point is, is <laughs> the value of Russell Wilson is not going to go down in the next twelve months. So if you don't get your offer now and you keep him, and you know the salary, the the cap hit is less than next year, it's not like your offer for that quarterback is going to be any less. It's going to be just as good as it would have been this year. But I, I love the. Uh, I, w- I was saying this. The Bears are like that guy who gets dropped off at a car dealership in an Uber, and then says he's just browsing. It's like <laughs> know, you need a car. Know. All right, we just saw oh. you. We just saw you tip your cabbie. We you need a car. Who, who are you lying to here? So if I'm the Seahawks, I look at the Bears and go five number ones, and and we'd like fifty uh, percent of Navy Pier. And then, and then, we'll, then we can start there, and we'll talk. Like I would, I would rake them over the coals when it when it comes to what you can get for Russell Wilson. I, that, that's yeah. what I would, I would, I would, it, I would hold them hostage at this point if I if I were the Seattle Seahawks. And right now, you could have more teams involved next year. I, I mean, who knows? I know Russell Wilson has his trade clause, but right now you're dealing with such a limited amount of teams that you could make a trade with. I don't think next year would be much different if the Seahawks wanted to wait and do a deal. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And John Ramos is here as well. And you know what comes up at the bottom of the hour. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show live from the Farmers Insurance. Fox Sports Radio Studios call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Join us before we dive into more of what's happening quarterback-wise in the NFL. We do have to bring in John Ramos to give us a preview of what is coming up today in the John Ramos Show at 5.30 Eastern Time, 2.30 Pacific. John, what can we look forward to? We have lots of stuff going on today, including a brand new segment on the John Ramos Show for the 2021. You know, oh. it's a new year. Uh, three months in, and, uh, <laughs> and we have a, a new segment for everybody out there, so I hope you enjoy it. Mm, this should be this should be I'm intrigued on what this new segment could be because John Ramos we know how that machine works it should be some uh, audio greatness coming up at the bottom of the hour do you think that uh, John will com- keep his consecutive uh, uh, game street going of uh, promoting a musical guest and not actually interviewing that musical guest during I, the show maybe well it, it is a new year Jonas so maybe there is something different going on that's true I d- I do know that when you had to do the show with an echo for the last 30 minutes, it was probably because John was preparing for the John Ramos show. <laughs> Priorities, so, Dan. You know, yeah, like, hey, hey, if the tough, you know, tough beans. If it's going to be during the dry run, you're just going to have to deal with it. But we are no longer broadcasting on either side of the Grand Canyon. We are on the same page. Uh, something that the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson are not. That saga continued today. Texans head coach David Culley spoke with reporters and was asked, and, the, and there's going to be a couple of sound bites that you're going to hear from uh, from David Cully. But this is a David Cully earlier today when talking about the Deshaun Watson situation with reporters in Houston. Hey, Coach Cully, you've said repeatedly the team is committed to uh, Deshaun Watson. Is he committed to you and the team? Yes, he is. How do you know that? Well, he's a Houston Texan, and 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 again, uh, I, I I know that I feel like that with the commitment that we've made to him. And, and I feel like that that same commitment will be there uh, with us also moving forward. 
That was David Cully with reporters. And then, Jonas, this was David Cully when he spoke on the Huddle and Flow podcast with Steve Weish and Jim Trotter earlier today. Basically, with us, everything that's concerned with us inside this building, with the way we are going about our business right now is, is that it is positive. Uh, I'm excited to be here. One of the reasons I'm excited to be here is because of Deshaun Watson. And regardless of what's happening outside this building, which, quite frankly, fellas, I don't hear or read or listen to what happens outside this building. I don't. I have people come up to me all the time and talk, ask me about this and ask me about this situation. But the point is, inside this building, inside this organization, we feel positive about moving forward with this football team with Deshaun Watson. That's the message from David Cully. And I, listen, I, I get you're, you're, you're a first-year head coach. You take the job under the circumstances that you knew that there was some, some rocky waters. We then heard a couple of weeks ago that there was a conversation between the two where Deshaun Watson said, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be here. I, I think that David Cully is trying to toe the company line, and I just can't take anything that he says uh, worth anything. It's, you, have to, you have to be pretty, pretty naive to think that Deshaun Watson is in with the organization and things are going there. Anything that David Cully says, I just I have a tough time believing myself, Jonas. Oh, well, I mean, listen, when he says that he doesn't read anything about the Houston Texans, I hope not, man. It's nothing good. Uh, I, I just, let me tell you, like, if, just in case you haven't read anything, uh, the Houston Texans have been buried, revived, buried again, and now we're continuing to shovel dirt on the franchise. Uh, so, so just in case you hadn't read anything, David Cully, that's what's being said about the organization. And they and they deserve it because it's the worst nickname in sports because of how uncreative it is. I agree. Like it, it's it was so lame. Like there were it's nothing against Texans. It's the fact that it was also used by another team, the Dallas Texans. So like like the Texans for that sake get what they deserved because of just the uncreative nickname that they chose when they came into the league. But I digress in talking about the Deshaun it, Watson situation. No, it's a fair point though because I mean they don't call him the Saint John. Ramos's, you know, like that. Like they, they actually put some creativity into it, Dan. So, so because of that, I feel like we should be a little bit more critical of the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's just so easy and just you know, lame and boring. Like we could have, you could have gotten a better, a better nickname, and then you wouldn't be in this in this situation. I just, I, I again, I just go back to the point we talked about Russell Wilson earlier, and I know you have your bet with uh, with Brady Quinn on who gets dealt. I just think that Deshaun Watson is in a different different area. He just can't stand the people in the Texans organization for who they are. Like and and that he doesn't want to be used as a, a ploy or uh, to be to to be representative of what those people are. I think that Sean Watson wants to move away from that, and that's why it's different than letting Russ cook in Seattle or getting guys to block for him. We had Bruce Gradkowski on who talked about the type of season that Deshaun Watson actually had and how good it was, and if they had won any football games, may have been more of the MVP conversation. So to me, it has nothing to do with any play. Of just It's a matter of not wanting to be around people, and I just know from my experience, when there are people that you just can't stand being around, nothing is going to change you being around those people what the hell is that supposed to mean hey i'm I mean, just uh, you know i'm just I'm, I'm just saying don't don't take it personally it's not it's not jonas it's not john ramos it's none of those guys but when there are people that you just don't like 
or you don't like what they stand for, you don't want to be associated with any of it. And that's, that's where I think he is. I, I, I get that he's there. It, it's just that just all happened in four in four months four or five months like he just he just all of a sudden realized after he signed the contract extension in September you know I don't want to be here anymore like like how's it how does that work that, that you're just allowed to walk back on a deal it's like you and your wife buy your house and four months in you're like you know what we want out of here we're not we want no part of this and, and true story and, and, by the yeah, way like, no I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, tell the neighbors to put out the weed uh, so here's but I just I don't understand like like why we're just okay with this that he can just sign a contract sit at a press conference crying thanking everybody in the organization including Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby and McNair and all the people that have been so, said to be villains there and all these evil and all of this after they traded away DeAndre Hopkins and then a couple of months later he wants out and everybody uh, it's like you know uh, everybody arm in arm feeling bad for Deshaun Watson I don't feel the least bit bad for him and if I'm the Houston Texans I hope they literally dig in and say hey man you want to play this game we can play this game because you're going to lose a lot of money. We may lose football games, but you're going to lose a lot of money. And 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 literally let him sit. If you like, you cannot just let this guy run over the organization and make it seem like he's a victim. He had a choice. He didn't have to sign that contract, but he did so after he was reportedly upset. And now everybody feels bad for him. I just I don't get it. I don't know why he continues to get a pass and gets bailed out. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I see. I don't think he gets a pass for it. I just think. I think that he just he gets lumped in with everybody else, and I think that that situations change. I mean, we're we're fortunate enough to work with some great people at Fox Sports Radio outside of John Ramos. So like, like we have we have great people that we work with. But if you're dealing with people that can't stand you or use you as a ploy for their own message, it's a different story. And I'm not a I'm not a big guy in in taking the NFL and comparing it to real world situations that that normal people have because I just I don't think it's apples and apples all the time but I do know that it, you could compare when you have personal relationships with people and if you can't stand it or if you're being used that would be your reason for changing it and that was one of the things that happened at the end of the season when when Jack Easterby tried to use Deshaun Watson as you know to his own advantage and and talking about how great Deshaun Watson was and, and this and that and front of his team where Deshaun Watson's basically embarrassed because he doesn't want anything to do with the guy that nobody likes and doesn't like his 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 character like those are the, those are the things that can burn you from a personal stance like I get you know if Russell Wilson wants to be included in meetings and storms out because they don't like his his game plan or what he thinks that they should do that's one thing but just of not wanting to be around people that's why I'm, I, I am actually surprised to this point I didn't think that that Jack Easterby would be gone uh, right away, I thought maybe that Houston would wait to just kind of be like, you know what, we can't do it right now because then it shows that Deshaun Watson gets his way. But I think at some point I thought they were going to make a move, and they haven't yet. And that's the part that has surprised me. I actually wouldn't be shocked if Deshaun Watson sits out and ends up missing the money because I think it's just so personal for him, and that's just – so I just I just think it's different. And, and David Cully saying what he wants, he's the new guy there. Unfortunately, with those comments, to if Deshaun Watson hears those comments, he sure sounds like he's towing the company line, and and I, that's not going to help Watson's situation I, at all. I mean, I just so what he doesn't he's upset because Jack Easterby like used him to make some some comments. I I don't under, like like what does he? Here's what it sounds like to me. Deshaun Watson had a tough season 
the Texans aren't very good, and the second things got bad as a team, he decided he wanted out. That's what it sounds like to me. Because like this stuff about Jack Easter, I mean, people are talking about Jack Easterby as if he's the the most evil person in the history of the NFL. Like like he's just a, a terrible guy, uh, this this awful human being. It's like, well, how did he end up on so many different teams if he was just such a terrible guy? What is he like? What is he like running a scam? Is he is he like some, some scam artist? Like I don't I don't understand like where this is all coming from when it comes to Easterby. I, I really don't. I think that answers the question, maybe, of, you know, for a guy who is able to, I don't know, manipulate and move and make his way. I mean, I mean, for, for him to be what, like, you know, team pastor, team chaplain, and now ends up executive vice president of football operations. I think that I think that tells a lot, actually, of who he is. I think you answered, you know, your own question on how he can be manipulative and can get his way uh, with the with the main people and if it burns out he moves somewhere else or goes somewhere else that's that that that, that's how i that's how i view the situation that i just i think that's that's uh, sort of a media narrative that is really spun out of control i don't think anybody knows anything about about this guy i i really don't but but we're using that because deshaun has made it seem like well i don't like him and i don't like him and before it was bill o'brien's fault and it's everybody else's fault and no it's like Dude, I, I don't know what to tell you. All those guys were there. Like, I mean, did did all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, four months afterwards, you realized, oh my, I can't stand this Jack Easterby guy, and I don't like uh, McNair. So, well, why were you crying, thanking those guys for giving you an opportunity and trusting in you when you signed the contract? I don't, I don't like well, what happened in the four months. You lost a lot of games. That's what happened. And and, well, and I just, I don't know, man. I, Bill O'Brien is gone. You know, maybe there's more power with Jack Easterby in that situation as well. Now there's another, you know, a a, a another less body that that is there. But things did change within that that organization. But one of the changes that hasn't you know that wasn't made was that Jack Easterby is still there. I'm not trying to paint Bill O'Brien in a in a in a, a a great light with the Houston Texans, but it's also never been about winning or or losing. And I and I've heard that narrative with people talking about the situation of I mean the Texans were set up to win. I mean they were you know they were in the playoffs two years ago. They you know they ended up making it to the AFC divisional playoffs. So it hasn't been anything with that. And honestly because of his season that it was, I know people want to rain on David Johnson who gets hurt all the time. You know, they do have a left tackle in Laramie Tunzel. So like the cupboard isn't completely bare. The defense still stinks so Deshaun Watson's numbers will continue to grow up or to to go up. Uh yeah, you're going to lose Will Fuller, but he wasn't going to play a full season anyway. I mean, oh, never, on, never happens. Brandon Cooks just restructured his deal to go there. I know Mark Ingram signed a. Co- I just, it's, it's not it, it, like like playing in the Houston Texans offense, where they also then keep their offensive coordinator, isn't isn't as bad as it is around other teams. And that's why I just think it's it's so personal. It has nothing to do with what's happening on the field. I'm on the side of the Texans. I will be on the side of the Houston Texans here, uh, and uh, and I know I'm on uh, an island alone. But I just think uh, I think we're giving this guy a free pass. And if I were the Houston Texans. I'd say, hey, man, uh, pick, a, pick a recliner, any recliner, and have a seat and watch the season because we're not trading you. Just go ahead, uh, sit back, and enjoy, uh, enjoy the festivities because we're not trading you. That's what I would do. And that's why I've run so many organizations, Dan. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. John Ramos is here as well. Now. Now. Does it get any better than this? I think not. It's the John Ramos Show. Ramos. It's the John Ramos Show. John Ramos Show. This is the John Ramos Sports on Fox Radio. Huh? Here's John Ramos. He says exactly what Suzanne tells him to say. Ramos. Shut up. Yeah. Man. All right. Come on, get up. Let's do this. Good evening, everybody. We have a great show for you tonight. It's another special edition 
of the John Ramos Show, the official show of the Rookie Cow League. Welcome to Throwaway Thursday. Make sure to always use the hashtag, the John Ramos Show. I want to know, what are you throwing away? Is it a day-old food in the fridge? The cat's litter? Or is it Dak Prescott's overpriced contract? Well, Dan, what do you want to throw away? Oh, well, John, I well, got enough about that. My sidekick, Ryan, <laughs> my sidekick, Ryan Music, has flown the coop. That's what I heard. So my new main man is the one and only Gavin Kinzel. He's not Thank coming you, John. Heard, heard, heard. Did That's you heard see all word. the money? <laughs> Gavin, did you see all that money that they threw Dak Prescott's way? I did see that. They keep sending lots of money my way, too, though. What are you talking about, John? You're not an NFL QB. NFL QB? Nope. The government calls it three kids, a wife, and behind on your mortgage. Oh. <laughs> Is John on the phone? Should NBA players hold out till the playoffs begin? That's next on the John Ramos Show. Here's a game about climbing up and sliding down. Oh. It's called Shoots and Ladders. You can land on something good like rest. Oh, quick commercial. It was only a hey. 10. <laughs> Let's hear it for Kanye West. Oh, hey, man. This is new single. His first interview since the divorce. We'll see if he's in a love lockdown later in our in-depth interview. We have a great poll question tonight, so make sure you go to the at John Rommel show to vote. And as always, use the hashtag the John Rommel show. By the I'm, way, she'll be single for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm also going to give you a John Rommel show exclusive. You won't find this anywhere else. Should the Seahawks trade Russell Wilson? A lot of hosts are afraid to touch this topic, but not here at the John Ramos Show. Also, I will give you my top five people on Twitter who say nothing and still get 2,000 likes. <laughs> this date, this date in future sports history, March 11th, 2022, the MLB implements a new rule that preseason games are only played for one inning so they can get in 162 spring training games <laughs> in before the regular season begins. But now a brand new segment on the show. We've been planning this for quite a while. Take a listen. Ah. You want some sports takes with an edge? Okay. Lucas Ramos, take one. The Dodgers are about to win another World Series, and the Padres can do nothing to stop it. You want some sports takes with an edge, with a flair? If you think the Cowboys are the favorites, think again. Don't go any further than my man. I'm not picking the Our man. Nets to win the NBA championship. Nine-year-old. Maybe you are, but I'm not. Lucas Ramos. If it's LeBron versus Jordan, guess what I'm taking? Neither. I'm a Nick Van Exel kind of kid. Okay, read that one again, but say it like this. You did everything right, but when you get to here, uh, guess what I'm taking? Neither. Like that. So I should have spaced it more. But. Not just sports takes from a child. If it's LeBron versus Jordan, guess what I'm taking? Neither. It's sports time with Lucas. I'm a Nick Van Exel kind of kid. Hot takes is his middle name. Ah. Here to handle Lucas's hot takes, Miss Oprah Winfrey. Mm. I did it feel like betrayal when you found out your father was working with the tabloids? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> were you silent or were you silenced? Um, I don't know. Coming up next. <laughs> All the time the story's out there, you had made Kate cry. You knew all along, and people around you knew that that wasn't true. So true. why didn't somebody just say that? 
We'll be right back. Should you be able to major in bracketology? That's next on the John Romo Show. Oh, my God. I thought she teased. It's bank I, shot. Think, I thought Oprah teased. I didn't think we... You can chew up and shoot. It's a successful double tease in For radio, great. man. Wow! You can plan cushion shots. It went in! Right. With bank shot, you can play straight pool, poison pool, and set up trick uh, shots. I remember bank shot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it for Kanye West. All right. More questions about his divorce with Kim Kardashian later in our in-depth interview. Also, today it's National Printer Day. My favorite is the HP 3500. Jonas, how about you? Uh, you know, I'm actually also, staring right later on my top 10 shows Jesus. in mid markets that have Jimmy or Scooter in their show title. There's a lot of them out there. Plus, should the Saints trade Drew Brees for Patrick Mahomes straight up? It could happen. <laughs> Quickly, a very happy 192nd birthday to John McLean, American Supreme Court Justice, and the star of all four Die Hard movies, John McLean. He's 192. <laughs> but right now, let's get back to Oprah's wonderful interview with my son, Lucas. All the time the stories out there, you had made Tate cry. You knew all along, and people around you knew that that wasn't true. So true. why didn't somebody just say that? Can I go play video games? What? <laughs> That's all the time we have for tonight's show. <laughs> thanks to the best, uh, thanks to the best husband ever, Kanye West, for being our special musical guest. Sorry, Mr. West, we'll have to get to you next time. And Lee, and Lee, and Gavin. Oh, <laughs> who is this Lee? That was one hell Page. of a. That was one hell of a backside. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I feel so used. <laughs> By the way, Lucas Ramos is so much better than that nerd Lucas off that football movie from the 80s. You remember that one? Remember that football movie, Lucas? I, uh, what a nerd that guy was. That, that's all Ramos. I've never seen it. John, is he a nerd? The movie Lucas? Yeah, it's an old, it. old time, old time football movie back in the day. Yeah. Um, but Lucas Rob, he was outstanding, John. I mean, some good stuff either. right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and hot all of it, hot all takes, of it on, man. on on one take. Yeah. And it was one take. The entire yeah. thing was one take. No edits. No, no nothing. No coaching. You know. <laughs> it's a good thing his dad isn't overbearing and you know a mouthpiece for his dad. By the way, John had John's talk back sounded like he was talking to a musician, telling him which notes to hit from the producer's studio. So good. Oh, man. Oh, and, and, if, and if anybody does have a comment on uh, Lucas's performance during the John Ramos show, uh, where can they find you, John? The John Ramos show. Any hashtag they need, or what, what should they do? No, it's the same. Okay. Actually, it's at John Ramos Show, at JS Ramos 06, and hashtag the John Ramos Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.